bitch, I'm back. I'm popular, the man. Y'all haters corny with that Illuminati mess. Paparazzi catch my fly and my cocky fresh. I'm so reckless when I rock my Givenchy dress. I'm so possessive, so I rock his rock necklaces. My daddy Alabama, mama Louisiana. You mix that Negro with that Creole, make a Texas Bama. Welcome to Wizard Team, a Harry Potter cast for true Potterheads. Each week we discuss a chapter from the series with all of our knowledge of the world of Harry Potter. Be warned, this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. I'm Bayana. And I'm Connie. Hi, guys. Uh, We're really excited to go through these chapters and discuss our thoughts and feelings about the book. Today we're discussing chapter 17 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Four Champions. Um, Who's today? Um, Robin's fighting nargles or finding some nargles and i think she got attacked by a dark wizard so i'm here she might send an owl as we record this to mm-hmm. send her her thought us her thoughts but robin's out there being i'm robin the today. 21st century <laughs> black newt scamander that's what's happening right now yes yeah so we're 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 there with her in spirit <laughs> but us, our Gryffindor, but, you know. our Gryffindor was like, "Nah, I can't go on that adventure today." Mm-hmm. She was like, "I gotta go." Hufflepuff yeah. holding it down. <laughs> um, okay, so first we have some announcements and reminders. Um, we want this podcast to be interactive and want to know your thoughts. So please feel free to tweet along with us. Use the hashtag Wizard Team on Twitter to follow along. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to be black at Hogwarts? Do you want to write about it? We're working on a project called Hogwarts BSU, a collection of stories, fan art, etc., illustrating what it would be like to be a black Hogwarts student. If you'd like to submit, like I have a couple of times, it's fun, guys. Go do it. Uh, check out blackgirlscreate.org for the <laughs> guidelines. Um, Robin would like us to put in a correction that she's a Ravenclaw and not a Gryffindor. Um, right, she but she has some a couple of Gryffindor tendencies, and... I wasn't saying she was a Gryffindor. I was just saying she had accessed and channeled a Gryffindor moment to go off on this adventure. Mm-hmm. And my Hufflepuff suppressed any Gryffindor tendencies and was like, I'm going to stay right here. That's all I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. But Robin told me to stop it. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> She's off studying in her very Ravenclaw ways, these Nargles and fantastic creatures. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. Um, love our blog. <laughs> love Wizard Team. Have a few extra galleons lying around. Please consider becoming a Patronus. Um, we are video recording the Wizard Team episodes, and Patron I have access to those videos. So at $5 a month, you get the video the Tuesday before the episode drops. And at $10 a month, you get to link to, you get the link to watch us record live and join a chat room to discuss while we record the chat room in which Robin is yelling at us. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. Um, that's where she's sending her owls to. Mm-hmm. Um, if you'd like to donate but can't do a monthly donation, you can send a cheering charm. I'm very proud of coming up with that, guys, because yeah. a Patronus uh-huh. is kind of like a long-term like skill that you learn for creating happiness and storing memories and fighting off Dementors. But a cheering charm is more of a quicker, like, 
a flash burst of happiness and it's not as substantial, but it does create joy for a very brief moment of time. So if you can do a one-time donation, you should send a cheering charm and you can do that using the PayPal, their PayPal. So you can find the links at, to donate at blackgirlscreate.org slash donate. Um, and if you want to support us but don't have the funds to do so, and even if you do, you can rate and review us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, I think we're on, and something, I don't, we're on a lot of things. <laughs> Whatever you listen Wherever to us on. A podcast uh, broadcaster near you. Yeah. Just, you know, throw a little review up in there and rate us. Also, also subscribe to the newsletter. Most weeks, they share nerd news and links to what's been going on. So if you want to be in the know, be sure to subscribe at blackgirlscreate.org. Um, follow us at We Black and Nerds. Like us at Black Girls Create on Facebook. And follow us at Black Girls Create on Instagram and Tumblr. Um, and join our Wizard Team Facebook group so you can talk about Harry Potter whenever you want without the 140 character limit. It's pretty lit in there. It's really lit. It is. So we're going to dive into what's happening with the Wizard Team right now. Robin's off uh, sending lots and lots of owls um, from her adventures studying. Um, but it is also Wizard Black Wizard History Month. Uh, so today we're giving a special shout out to Lavender Brown, who was black. Lavender Brown mm -hmm. was brown, guys. She was brown. Just always keep that in mind. She was brown. Uh, today we're uh, giving a shout out to Lavender, who was a Gryffindor. Best friend of Parvati Patil, member of Dumbledore's army, and Grotex uh, girlfriend. But we don't need to really no. um, talk about <clears> that. So, <throat> yeah, mm -mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I think it was okay. It's really funny that she was like, not brown in that moment. <laughs> I think <laughs> maybe that's so, why they switched the casting. In maybe the that's maybe that's why. No. I mean, it would have been a great like character choice because it's rare that you get to see like ditzy, bubbly like black girls, and she still could have been blonde. Please. Um, exactly. so it would have been fun to have a black girl play that character especially considering um, the it's fact not like she's she all bad or anything yeah and she's not like bad she was just got kind of annoying at that moment and yeah. then she kind of leveled out and like just kind of disappeared into the background because we didn't spend year seven with the rest of Gryffindor year so right and I think like with Lavender she was always kind of annoying to me like I always liked Parvati more um mm -hmm. but like also, I think it was just because I was Hermione, and you know, like the moment <laughs> Prisoner of Azkaban, she's like, Trelawney knew my bunny was gonna die, and Hermione's <laughs> like, mm, well, actually, let's let's actually just think about this. Um, that was always in you, was like before that. she had a crush on Ron. I was just like, girl, can you? <laughs> I think her body leveled her out. Kind of yeah. like balanced. They probably they had some balance that we never saw in their personalities right you never spent that much time with them but i think parvati was like okay you can oh, all right calm the bubbles exactly and Just, we're gonna you know continue to do this like we're gonna talk about boys and share magazines on the table but chill out for a second girl. chill just a little yeah and like i think just one of the little. things about lavender is like she yeah, I mean, she she was doing way too much when she was dating Ron. Um, but also, <laughs> one of the things that's always really interesting about her is that in the Battle of Hogwarts, she um, got attacked by Fenrir Greyback when he was like, mm -hmm. he wasn't a werewolf at the time, I'm pretty sure. Um, but I don't think so. her no. fate is left really kind of like 
open-ended. So we don't actually know her after the Battle of Hogwarts, which is like, it's like, it's not annoying. Because I think she, I think uh, Joe left it open to interpretation on purpose. Um, Yeah. But you know, the other thing she did, I think at some point she did what she always does, which is to be like, Oh well, during an interview ten years later, I'm going to tell you what we'll happened. See, exactly. That's what I was going to say. I was like, shoot, every every May second, she like, and we're coming up on that actually. Every yeah, every anniversary of the Battle of Hogwarts, she apologizes for death. So maybe this year she'll be like, hey, Lavender's really dead, or she's not really dead, or like the doctor came and might- grabbed her right before, and it was a doppelganger. It was like living. It was the. Uh, the flesh, the living flesh version of Lavender <laughs> and not actual Lavender. I kind of hated so that storyline. Traveling all in space and time instead. Um, and that's what happened. And then we'll be like, cool. Portia says, Portia says RIP Lavender's brownness. <laughs> that's really what died, for sure. We know for a fact that died. <laughs> yes. Um, I think she might have said at some point what happened to her, that she lives at least. Unless I've just read, been reading lots of fan fiction where they're just like, I don't care what Joe says, Lavender's <laughs> in the background over here somewhere. She's just very Bill-like in the fact that she, um, you know, has her like scars. Like a bit rare. This, yeah, so, exactly. So she's <laughs> they most fanon on fan fiction is just like, she's alive. She's just very Bill-esque. Yeah. I could see that. I, I just, and it, she might have confirmed it since... The book came out. I just yeah, I can't, can't remember. remember. Um, I'm not gonna. We don't have a lot of time to talk about lavender, so I'm not gonna look it up. I'm gonna just contain myself. Okay, but just for people listening, um, if you could have seen the way that Diana was like wringing her hands to prevent herself from immediately googling, I just need y'all <laughs> to know that that happened because y'all couldn't see it. So she really I'm had really, to restrain herself. I'm really trying. <laughs> Okay, cool. So we also want to give a quick shout out to the other Black Wizards we're honoring this week. Um, And as always, and has been through February, keep an eye out for the shout outs on Twitter and all our other social media too. I think we've maybe not done. Yeah, on Instagram for sure. Definitely Instagram and definitely Tumblr. Um, Was I supposed to do? I just want to give y'all props for the artwork uh, using for this stuff oh, um, some good you know uh, fan casting and some the the red and the the green and the it's just been like artistically well done give y'all props for that and Thanks. some of these choices of like characters man I just as we read man, them you we'll know, find out <laughs> I just it's really funny because I tried my heart like Robin and I split up the images or whatever so we didn't one so one of us didn't have to do 28 um but I tried really hard to do all the ones that I did I tried really hard to get pictures of uh black people with side eyes <laughs> like that was my goal I was like I don't know if I I don't know if I did all of them mm-hmm. but I have I'm not sure if I got to do all of them but most of them I was like they're gonna have a side eye so like Dean and Angelina I think mm. that was really what got what what became the goal is because it was I did Dean and Angelina <laughs> first and I was like okay this is gonna Ooh. be a thing <laughs> um yeah this is fun fact about this cool um okay cool so first we want to shout out Madam Malkin 
um, who she has her own shop in Diagon Alley and is the Miss Tina Knowles of the Wizarding World. Um, so shout out to her, really the House of Mothman. Mm. Gotcha. Luvinia Gilcrest is the inventor of the Howler after receiving the 10th letter from Hogwarts about her son Jeremiah's shenanigans. Then the, how- the Howler let him, everyone else, know that she brought him in this world and she could take him out. A phrase never heard before in the Wizarding World. It's no, real. you don't mess with Black Mamas. Yeah, def- a Black Mama definitely invented the Howler. Definitely. Yeah. That's Absolutely. just like a Black Mama move. Like, I'm going to embarrass you in front of all your friends because you thought mm-hmm. you was cute. All right, I see how it is. You thought Here's you could, letter. you, right. Like, you thought, oh, you're at Hogwarts. You could act Oh, fool. I know you didn't think. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to find out. You thought. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> oh, yes, Robin. Robin added that uh, Madame Malkin dresses uh, Destiny's Menagerie. I'd, I'd be really interested to see what those clothes look like for Buckbeak. Right, because even in the Muggle world, uh, Destiny's Child has a history of elaborate outfits. And, you know, a few days ago were the Grammys, and we see uh, what Miss Beyonce has come up with uh, has evolved into. So I feel like in the Wizarding world, there's just, like, floating feathers and exploding things off of outfits and... I can't even Had imagine. dipped in gold. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Precisely. Um, okay, we also want to shout out Kimond Brinkley, a muggle-born who would have been the youngest seeker in a century, but declined because he don't fuck with heights. <laughs> Which is real. It's very real. That would be me. Like, nah. Yeah. No, thank Quidditch you. Quidditch looks cool, and then you start really thinking about it, and it's like... But I'm at least 50 feet up in the air on a broom, like a broomstick. Those things are not comfortable. On a thin piece of wood. Yeah. Um, mm, About that. So I'm going to need every spell. And I'm going to need to be able to feel the walls of this spell Mm -hmm. as I move into the air before you have me go up there. Like an invisible cage. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Claude, next we're shouting out Claude Leroy Gates, a muggle-born whose cousin is a famous muggle historian a black history of magic it's great those are his, those are his good books. books he got a, a good he book out. he has a wireless yeah. series every every uh sunday evening at nine mm-hmm. you should check mm-hmm. it out guys okay and then we're gonna shout out the mudbloods a popular wizard trap group they brought um <laughs> they're all muggle-borns and they brought trap music into the wizarding world and are on top of the game right now they're killing it y'all should mm-hmm. find some of their music i mean you know Statue of Secrecy and whatever, but <laughs> I mean, they might have some Muggle mixtapes, some Muggle mixtapes on the side, yeah. maybe. You know. And last, and last, but certainly not least, uh, we <laughs> yeah. are, are going to shout out Beyonce. You know, Muggle society refuses to shout her out, so we're going to shout out Beyonce, who mm-hmm. is a part Vila and also an animagus who goes by the name of Hedwig. Don't forget the that, the accent exactly. That <laughs> Harry out of out of. Plenty of um, messes. But is I mean, the queen of shade. Yes, but also, I mean, she's really flirting with the with the statue of secrecy guys. Because if you saw her Grammy performance, she levitated, really like right. her powers out there. And she's like, she had people replicating behind technology. her and like mm-hmm. arms and stuff. She was really like flouting it, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So. Good thing we have CGI, so that's what everyone thought it was. Exactly. Whoops, my bad, y'all. I hope the ministry doesn't come at me. 
already outside. <laughs> me too. They didn't give me my uh, letter, so what they gonna say? Um, exactly. Portia and Robin have a very important question: Who is the Wizarding Blue Ivy? We're gonna have to think about that. Yeah, because she, um, Blue Ivy, showed more per- a lot of personality at the Grammys this uh this this Sunday. So. Um, we're going to have to find someone who's inquisitive and will just come up on your sketch, like your bit that you're doing with a bunch of other celebrities. Like, Hey, what's up? Hey, John Legend. How you doing? I'm here. You wanted me here, right? Exactly. Um, and, her and then someone who likes to show off her thing. She was showing off her purse while her mom was talking. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to have to, I'm going to have to ruminate on that. Yeah. We gotta think about it. Um, magical birthdays. For some reason, it wasn't on my calendar. Um, but last Monday, since we're timey-wimey, um, a couple days ago, was Luna Lovegood's birthday. So shout out to Luna. Happy birthday. I'm sure she's helping Robin out with um, her research slash adventure. Woo! Happy birthday, Luna. Sounds like a pretty lit birthday. It is lit because it's Valentine's Day. So Luna's birthday is yes. on a day when you celebrate your lady friends. Yeah, perfect time. And that's what Robin. That's what she's doing, with Robin, right now. Exactly. That's As awesome. Marvels. Cute. Um. Okay. Cool. So let's move on into the chapter. Whoa. I always like open to the chapter after because that's how <laughs> I have it marked because I like read it. And every time I'm like, mm, that's not the one that we're reading today. Um, <laughs> Time you want me though. <laughs> okay. So we are reading chapter 17, The Four Champions. Um, so, real quick, previously on Wizard Team, the Goblet of Fire or the Tri Wizard Tournament started. And so, members of our students from Bo Battens, Hogwarts, and Durmstrang um, got the chance to put their names <coughs> in the Goblet of Fire to be chosen to compete in the Tri Wizard Tournament. Fred and George did it and um, got thrown out because of Dumbledore's age line. Um, and then they ended up going to Madame Pomfrey, who handed them a, a razor and was like, here, shave your beard and then go to class. <laughs> and then oh, we found out that Hagrid has a crush on Madame Maxime, Aww. which is cute, would be cute if Hagrid had any like fashion sense. Um, but, you know, <laughs> we'll work game. it out. We'll figure it out. He's the game's keeper. But he and then, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. The uh, Madam Pomfrey had Bevel on deck. That was the other thing. Thank you, Robin. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, and then they did the the Goblet of Fire. They did the the ceremony um, where a person from each school was picked um, to be the champion. And you know, Tyler was a tournament. <clears throat> Three champions. We got Cedric Diggory, Victor Crumb, and Flora Delacour. But something happened. All of a sudden, we got a fourth champion. Who do you think it was? Like, if there's going to... The funny thing is that, like, if there's going to be a fourth champion in the Tri-Wizard Tournament, there's only one answer for who that would be. I mean, it might be the person whose name is plastered all over the book. Harry's basically... Right. Basically, right. Tyler Perrying his way. He's like, <laughs> my name's on it. Um, my name on it. Yeah. Because, like... I mean, you know, plot and stuff, but just also like <laughs> it's it's gonna be him regardless. Like it's always gonna be him every time. If it wasn't in it, it would have just been Harry. It would have been like, well, how did we get an underage kid in here? <laughs> right. <laughs> They'd be like, that's strange. 
I think theory of school must have happened because there was already a champion from one school. If Harry had been in place of Cedric, it would have been like, okay, he confunded it and figured out how to jump over the age line. But I don't know. I don't remember if we ever got an official answer. Um, I think they kind of mention it in here or there's like a... They're, they're speculating, yeah. They're speculating slash... Well, we should, we should just start yeah. the chapter All right. and then we'll get to it. Okay. Um, so. Cool. So chapter 17. Um, <clears throat> so wait, let me just read the last... Actually, no, whatever. Harry's name got called. Um, (laughs) Harry sat there, aware that every head in the Great Hall had turned to look at him. He was stunned. He felt numb. He was surely dreaming. He had not heard correctly. There was no applause. Um, A buzzing as though of angry bees was starting to fill the hall. Some students were standing up to get a better look at Harry as he sat frozen in his seat. Up at the top table, Professor McGonagall had got to her feet and swept past Ludo Bagman and Professor Karkaroff to whisper urgently to Professor Dumbledore, who bent his ear toward her slightly, or toward her frowning slightly. Um, Harry turned to Ron and Hermione. Beyond him, he saw the long Gryffindor table all watching him open-mouthed. I didn't put my name in, he said blankly. You know I didn't. Both of them just stared just, both of them stared just as blankly back. Yeah, so it's just kind of interesting to see how, like, everyone's just kind of in shock. <laughs> so there's not really much that, like, happens. Everybody's just like, holy, but, like, what? But McGonagall's on it. McGonagall's like, well, wait a minute. As soon as she heard his name, she was like, um. for a second. What happened? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She's immediately on it. Like, okay, this is my student, especially because it's her student in her house. Mm-hmm. So she's just immediately like, I'm up, I'm here. What you need? What are we going to do about this? Dumbledore, I have a lot of words. And he's just listening like, he's saying a lot. I'm listening. But I feel like he never really got a word in. I feel like she just walked up to him like, okay, but what do we do? And we're going to do this. And then, but it's Harry Potter and he's underage. And what do we, oh, I feel like she exactly. had a moment and he had to calm her down. <laughs> <laughs> Dumbledore probably just like, hmm, this is interesting. Let's see how this plays out. <laughs> At the top of the table, at the top table, Professor Dumbledore had straightened up, nodding to Professor McGonagall. Harry Potter, he called again. Harry, up here, if you please. Go on, Hermione whispered, giving Harry a slight push. Harry got to his feet, trod on the hem of his robes, and stumbled slightly. Poor boy. Just poor, poor, mm-hmm. awkward boy. He set up, <laughs> up the gap between the Gryffindor and Hufflepuff tables. I rarely think about how the tables are situated in terms of like what tables are next to each other. Um, mm-hmm. So this was just nice to see of like, hey, the Gryffindors and the Hufflepuffs because you know right. Hufflepuffs. So I'm like, but oh, that's where I am. <laughs> but also in this moment, it's like super awkward. Like it would have already been awkward him just walking down the Great Hall I'm, or whatever I'm to the door. Sure he's at the farthest end of the table. Right. And then he's like next to, then he has to walk like literally next to the Hufflepuffs who are all like right. pissed. Like they've, they've passed yes. shocked. Now they're just <laughs> mad. Right. And you gotta like, like he walk wants to past steal that. Thunder. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's. To steal their thunder. It's like, Hufflepuffs wait. really get any shine and no bravery and the house champion is theirs and then here comes Harry freaking Potter as usual. Mm-hmm. Screwing everything up for their year. Right. And that's the other thing, right, is that it's hair like it, if it had been any Gryffindor or like any other member from any other house that wasn't Hufflepuff who got called out of the, um, out, you know, as a second Hogwarts champion, like 
people will be mad of course but then on top of it it's harry potter and he already gets hella right so like on harry's end he's like i already like y'all let me live like why are always got to be doing shit and everyone else is like let us live why he always gets to do shit like it's a it's really funny everyone's technically on the same page right but, no but they don't believe on the same page yeah yeah mm-hmm. but they don't like realize um, <laughs> it felt like an immensely oh go ahead oh i was gonna say um portia said can we talk about how boss dumbledore's reflexes had to be to auto catch a fiery slip of paper that he wasn't expecting <laughs> which is true he's always ready he's it, always on ready mm-hmm. you gotta be you that gotta be go through how many wizarding wars has he gone through like grindelwald like i mean shoot, 75 years he? ago and then you shoot, know there's probably already another one before that one. It was probably another one before that because he's not a young person. At and all. humans fuck up every 50, 30 to 50 years. Like, he has gone through at least four. <laughs> I wonder what they call them, though, because Voldemort's first war is the first Wizarding War. So, mm-hmm. like, what, Grindelwald was just the skirmish? Like, what are we. <laughs> what, what are the levels here that we're talking about? How did. <laughs> We had World War One at the beginning of this century, and that was that was a big deal. So the first mm-hmm. Wizarding War, really. Mm, good to know. Anyway, yeah, it felt like an immensely long walk. <laughs> um, the top table didn't seem to be getting any nearer at all, and he could feel hundreds and hundreds of eyes upon him as though each were a searchlight. The buzzing grew louder and louder. After what seemed like an hour, he was right in front of Dumbledore, filling the stares of all the teachers upon him. Well, through the door, Harry, said Dumbledore. He wasn't smiling. Harry moved off the teacher's table, moved off along the teacher's table. Hagrid was seated right at the end. He did not wink at Harry or wave or give any of his usual signs of greeting. He looked completely astonished and stared at Harry as he, as he passed like everyone else. Harry went through the door out of the great hall and found himself in a smaller room lined with paintings of witches and wizards. A handsome fire was roasting in the fireplace opposite him. The, places, the faces in the portraits turned to look at him as he entered. He saw a, wizard, a wizened witch flit out of the frame of her picture and into, the next, <laughs> and into the next one to it, which contained a wizard with a walrus mustache. The wizened witch started whispering in his ear, these like, portraits <laughs> need to calm down. I mean, you know, what else are you going to do if you're a portrait on a wall? Like, <laughs> all you got is got so fast. <laughs> she was like... <gasps> Harry Potter's in here. Oh, snap. You know what? That's how, that's how stuff, that's how news uh, gets around Hogwarts so quickly, right? You think it would, you think it would be the, uh, the kids, but it's the portraits. (laughs) These damn paintings are so bored. They're like, and Harry defeated Quirrell in the, in the third floor corridor. (laughs) That's how everybody knows because there was a portrait in the hospital room that's her double door. Exactly. Exactly. And he was just like, "Oop, I got the tea. I gotta go tell everybody else." Just running through the the damn farmer uh, knows. Everybody knows. Yes, there are porches in the headmaster's office, so there's literally mm-hmm. everybody knows. Like the news is all talking about intelligence briefings and how there's no security anymore, and it's like there are paintings that are just like Ooh. there. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I heard that I heard that Cho was going to the Yule Ball with Cedric, but Harry asked had asked her, and she really wanted to go with him, but she had already said yes to Cedric. So I feel like you know, who knows? Telling the ghost, Peeves knows everything. 
Peeves knows everything. He probably just screams it along the hall. <laughs> He's not whispering to nobody. <laughs> Alicia broke up with, with Bennett. <laughs> Alicia broke up with Bennett. He's just shouting it down the hallway. It's like, mm-hmm. um, everybody's like, oh, I think Peeves. Alicia broke up with Bennett. Huh, interesting. Where'd you hear that? <laughs> uh, it was just shouted in the hallways, you know. You know? Peeves. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that happens. Oh man. Um, okay. Uh, Victor Crumb, Cedric Diggory, and Flor Delacour were grouped around the fire. They looked strangely imp- impressive, silhouetted against the flames. Crumb, hunched up and brooding, was leaning against the mantelpiece, mantelpiece, slightly apart from the other two. Cedric was standing with his hands behind his back, staring into the fire. Flor Delacour looked around when <clears throat> Harry walked in and threw back her sheet of long, silvery hair. What is it? She said. Do they want us to? Do they? Mm, do they want us? Do back they want us the back in the hall? Um, <laughs> she thought he had come to deliver a message. Harry didn't know how to explain what had just happened. He just stood there looking at the three champions. It struck him how very tall all of them were. Um, Wait, didn't didn't Dumbledore? Don't like. Why are you just gonna send him in there? Dumbledore couldn't go. McGonagall couldn't follow him right away. <laughs> right. I guess they wanted to have like a side meeting. <laughs> yeah. But like um, you're just sending him into the into the fire like right away. Like, well, you gonna explain. You put your name in there. Exactly. Yeah. They, there had to be some kind. Of, they're just like just go stand in there and be awkward with these like older teenagers. Oh, wait, Hermione's like, Phineas is the messiest portrait of all time. <laughs> He's getting everybody the dirt. Please, right. you going from house seat, leaving the castle. And That's what I'm saying. Dirt. Like, everybody at Grandma Place, Creature be knowing shit about, like, the mundane, <laughs> like, <laughs> lives of these no. Hogwarts students. Don't know who none no. of them are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, shoot, man, what's her name? Uh, from... Dillis, Dillis Derwent, she probably has same mungo talking to them too. That's right. Forgot Everybody about know about Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Yeah, so I think it's just really interesting to kind of see how Harry is never I mean, you know, we know he never really considered being in the Triwizard Tournament, right? And like we know um it's a shock to him, but then to actually be faced with this like real thing that he has to go through and seeing these other kids who are like way or who are older and way more experienced and like you know they've all had their equivalent of they know what they're doing exactly like crumb is a like world known like renowned quidditch player like they're all like grown you know compared to him um and so of course like in addition to all the other stuff that's about to come up like that just on its own would add some anxiety just about like okay so how am i gonna do this (laughs) Like, and you know, and already just just not having, ex- not expecting to like be doing it in the first place. Yeah. Um, um. So there was a sound of scaring feet behind him, and Ludo Bagman entered the room. Extraordinary, he muttered, squeezing Harry's arm. Absolutely extraordinary, gentlemen, lady. He added, approaching the fireside and addressing the other three. May I introduce, incredible though it may seem, the fourth Triwizard Champion? Like, dude, like. <laughs> he's he, already like doing the promos for the right. advertisements and it's like let's like, figure it out first he's just like to everyone the fourth yeah right <laughs> doing commercials or like dude like he and the other thing is like they haven't actually had a conversation about what just happened and he's just like it, it's right. happening we're doing yep. it 
<laughs> yeah. There's no like looking at um, books to see if there's any like precedent or no, if there's a, a thing like, that's like, oh, wait, do this. No, it's just like, nope, happening. Let's get mm-hmm. it started. <laughs> this dude is not responsible at all. Like he just didn't even think about it. He was just like, let's go. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, <laughs> We're doing it live. <laughs> Oh my god. Um straightened up. Uh his surly face darkened as he surveyed Harry. Cedric looked nonplussed. He looked from Bagman to Harry and back again as though he was sure he misheard what Bagman had said. Before Delacour, however, tossed her hair smiling and said, Oh, very funny joke, Mr. Bagman. Joke, Bagman repeated. No, no, not at all. Harry's name just came out of the goblet of fire. Flora frowned, but evidently there's been a mistake. He cannot compete. He is too young. Well, it is amazing, said Bagman. But as you know, the age restriction was only imposed this year as a measure. And as his names come out of the goblet, I mean, I don't think there can be any ducking out at this stage. It's down to the rules. You're obliged. Harry will just have to do the best he... Interesting. uh, Okay. Right. So this is the first year. I didn't... I guess Dumbledore must have said that, but... This is the first year they've actually had an age line. So yeah. That's literally all Dumbledore. So it isn't in the rules no. that he can't. And the thing is, because it's because, underage. It's because people died. So they're like, okay, maybe we should have, maybe we should restrict it to people who like at the very least are of age. And while they're still like learning know, like, some of their magical, like while they're still learning, like they know yeah. enough versus right. it being well, like a 17 year old who's like, Pat, who's, almost about to graduate and like this 11 year old who literally <laughs> knows nothing about magic <laughs> this muggle-born um, right muggle-born exactly um, which I'm like if you're a muggle-born and you don't know nothing about and you just got to Hogwarts what the fuck you putting your name in the cobble for but okay well if someone um, put your name in for you but right uh, in that case but yeah. like that's what I meant in terms of like the deep laws of like if you have to go through article a of the rules of whenever they started it like the Magna Carta version of the Triwizard Tournament there is no like official like go back to the constitution and like find <laughs> the rule and there's article C section 8 that says that no under age they don't have that because that was all yeah. Dumbledore's idea so he literally was just like well okay so the age thing's out so what about the school thing can I get out exactly. by being the fourth champion from a fourth school yeah, let's do that. Oh, the Tri Wizard Tournament. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, there's supposed to be three, and um, I'm four. So if we want to just um, figure out uh, what school, and just you know, out thanks. Mm-hmm. But apparently that is not or the something. Case. The door um, opened, and then I also think like, oh, I was gonna say. Also, the other thing is like it's down to the rules. You're obliged. So Harry didn't. We know Harry didn't put his name in the Goblet of Fire, but then also like it's a magical contract right um yeah so they're just like it happened and we'll see it later too where they're trying to like figure out a way around it Ooh. and it's just like it happened and also that's it i wonder if there's a rule in terms of because with a magic like a contract implies you signed your name right so people mm-hmm. wrote their name on a piece of paper to put it in the goblet with crouch get Harry's name like did he write it on a piece of paper himself or did he take it from Harry's homework or something damn that would be hella shady that would be like, smart right you turn in homework and then he's just like snip snip just really <laughs> just <laughs> I wonder hmm cause like um, when you think yeah. of contract it's like you think of I had to have written that 
And we never, you know how like they have the little, um, sometimes when Harry writes a letter, they like have the script of him writing it, his signing his name and the different characters signing their name to letters and stuff sometimes. So I wonder if it looks like Harry's handwriting where it was like, well, you wrote it. Exactly. We have a, ma- we have a magical detector that says that you wrote it. Okay, but mm-hmm. I didn't. It was for my defense against the dark arts homework. <laughs> <laughs> right. If only that was like, the way. It's like, ooh, I remember how I wrote that. It was late at night, one a.m. I was doing my defense homework. It would have the case would have been solved right there. Right. You know what I mean? If you know, like, because you know, your the way you write your name never comes out the same time like, order. twice. Being <laughs> <laughs> moving on to Order of the Phoenix. Um, <laughs> Real quick in the chat, um, Portia says, with all of the sources of Hogwarts biz, how do the parents not know of the many school year calamities? Which is like for real, right? Like, how is Hogwarts the most the safest place? I, we've we've brought this up it's before, a question but like, we must eat, ask every every week. Every, just how like, how is it really safe for who and where? <laughs> we find those areas where it's super safe, like lies in the entire Wizarding World. No place safer. Interesting. I feel like Gringotts is safer just because, I mean, there's a dragon in there somewhere, but, like, the dragon's, like, locked up somewhere. So, mm-hmm. really, no one can get you because they can't get in. That's safe, right. right? But I guess that was the second safest place until, you know, somebody stole the, the Philosopher's Stone. We're oh, no. Down. Actually, no. Um, actually, Gringotts should be the safest place because the, the, the thing wasn't stolen, they had already taken it out mm-hmm. and then Quirrell somehow got in. Did he make it that far to get into the vault at all? Or they just knew he yeah, was trying to get to that vault? Into, but then it, there was nothing in it. So. All right. It was not- so they're just, no, there's no safe place. It's <laughs> what no. we've learned. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay. And then the other, Robin had another question about the goblet and wondering if the magic couldn't mm-hmm. be changed for the new rules, which like would make sense, but maybe there's like a, like maybe there's like strength in magic, right? And certain types of magic. And like, who knows who put the enchantment on the goblet? Um, but maybe because it's like, maybe. Oh. Merlin. Thinking Merlin. Yes. I was thinking like maybe magic, like as it gets older, it becomes stronger, right? So, like, this mm-hmm. thing has been around for uh, who knows how long, like, centuries, right? Um, mm-hmm. Like, certain so types maybe, of magic. Right, and so maybe certain types of magic just kind of, like, the, the longer it's being, like, held, the, like, the kind of, like, stronger it gets, and it's just like, nah, you're not going to get past me. There's You can't really alter it, versus maybe mm-hmm. at the beginning it would have been possible, but they didn't care about that shit. They were like, a couple deaths, that's Anybody. cool, just a little death. It's a little bit. It's cool. Everybody, enter no as you will. Die as your mm-hmm. dreams. <laughs> right. Um, and then Amani mentions permission slips for the Triwizard Tournament, which is not a thing. Non-existent. I like, mean, Molly seemed like, pretty chill about it, right? No, 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 but they, she did, but they need permission to go to Hogsmeade. Right. To go to the not village. To, not to but fight. But not to enter this tournament. Mm-mm. So, part of it is that the because they introduce an age line they're of age they are grown adults they don't need parental permission so there is that harry should need a permission slip to be able to continue mm-hmm. because he is under age but because they introduce Who did he get it line, from? wait that would actually be really funny right like oh i gotta get this permission slip and then harry could be <laughs> like well the nurses ain't gonna sign that shit so i'm so good serious again 
because Sirius is like, he can go to Hogsmeade this year. Like, well, right, that's true. That but then, him. like, Sirius probably wouldn't sign it because of um, because it's dangerous. But actually, the Dursleys might sign it because it's dangerous, mm. right? Like, if you took the Dursleys, oh, they'd be like, chance oh, you could die? die? Oh, look, hand me the paper. Mm. You got a pen? <laughs> Vernon would be sign you. that so fast. <laughs> so quick. Vernon would be like, there you go. Don't say I never did nothing for you. That's your Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> legit for real um Realsies. man okay let's let's keep going um so okay. a large group um, of people came into the um the room professor dumbledore followed closely by mr crouch professor karkaroff madame maxine professor mcgonagall and professor snape for some reason even though the same time because what if snape's involved for? then why can't why isn't flitwick your there house that's not your crouch? house Right, where's Professor Sprout? Sprout? It's her house. It's her student. Sprout needs to be there, and if yes. you gonna be there, then bring in Flintwick too. Shit, like, but why are you there? Exactly, it got nothing to do with you. Nothing, like absolutely nothing. Nothing. Um, Harry heard the buzzing Bye, of. Yeah, Harry heard. <laughs> <laughs> Harry heard the buzzing of hundreds of students on the other side of the wall before Professor McGonagall closed the door. Madame Maxine said, "Flora, at once, they're saying that this little boy is to be is to compete also." Somewhere under Harry's numb disbelief, he felt a, ru- a ripple of anger. Little boy. Harry is so, like, <laughs> he's so Harry. Yeah. So Harry. Like, what you trying to say? Like, he simultaneously does not want to do this, but exactly. also is like, hold up. Okay, now calm down, because I've saved your life, like, three times by now. So I need you to, little boy, what? Uh-uh, I don't think so. So he is simultaneously, like, trying to check, like, do this i can't just such he's so 14 man right okay so i just have a thought that has nothing to do with this um <laughs> but kind of does because i said that's so hairy and then i started thinking singing the <laughs> that's so raven theme song in my head and then i started thinking like maybe trelawney should just quit her job and then get a show mm. called that so trelawney and then we can like mm. watch a show about her and her shenanigans now everybody knows she's a fraud but she's cool though she's making her money she's not miseducating mm-hmm. no kids yeah, I would watch it. It would probably be lit because she's like wacky and like would just be like telling. It'd be a perfect reality show, honestly, mm-hmm. because she would just be I telling people like that. the the craziest ways they're gonna die, and just the reactions on their face would just be enough. It could be like a little web series, uh, like five minutes. Like today, I've discovered that you are going to be hit by a car. And then run over by a truck. <laughs> but only on the third Wednesday after a rabbit crosses the road. And then the face <laughs> that the people are like, what? And then that's the, the show. <laughs> End of the episode. I would love that's it. That's so Anyway. <laughs> it's the future she can see. Only sometimes, but okay. not really. Exactly. But no one believes her. <laughs> Yes, Robin, Madam Cleo Trelawney. <laughs> yes. Come tell me your fortune. Absolutely. Um, Ma- anyway. Um, Madam Maxine had drawn herself up to the full to her full and considerable height. The top of her handsome head brushed the candle-filled chandelier and her gi- gigantic black satin bosom swelled. What is the meaning of Harry's this Dumbledore? <laughs> I love that she calls him Dumbledore. Makes me really happy. Really 
Um, I'd rather like to know that myself, Dumbledore, said Professor Karkaroff. He was wearing a steely smile and his blue eyes were like chips of ice. Two Hogwarts champions? I don't remember anyone telling me the host school is allowed two champions. Or have I not read the rules carefully enough? It's impossible, said, well, she said it in French, but I don't speak French. C'est impossible. Um, that, um, said Madame Maxine. <laughs> um, Hogwarts cannot have two champions. It is most unjust. We were under the impression that your age line would keep out your younger contestants, Dumbledore, said Karkaroff. Otherwise, we would have, of course, brought, have, brought along, have brought along a wider selection of candidates from our own schools. And it's no one's fault. But just why is he just outward? I mean, nobody asked him to be. Technically, he's he's all, he's like trying to fight. I think Snape is very conflicted right now because he both detests Potter, but he also detests Karkaroff. So he's like, I have to make a choice. I'm going right. to choose. And he's like, his his hate up. for Harry trumps all. I'm going to throw like, up, but it's not even it's it's Harry's fault. <laughs> like. This bro said, it's no one's fault but Potter's Karkaroff. Don't go blaming Dumbledore for Potter's determination to break the rules. He has been crossing lines ever since he arrived here. It's like, bro, now you go all the way back. back four years? <laughs> Dude, leave. Like, go handle your resentment and all that shit somewhere else. But even Dumbledore's like, thank you, Severus. He said, right. like, like, enough. Bro. You can leave. Don't, I didn't want to hear your rant. Here. It's like, we don't need to hear your rant about Harry and how he's been flaunting the rules and how he struts like his dad and he's insufferable. And like, nobody, no one cares. Least of all Dumbledore. Dumbledore anyway, gives guys, no fucks. Guys, we are approaching, we are approaching a momentous moment. That shouldn't be. It shouldn't be this momentous. It shouldn't be. <clears throat> um, <let's, clears throat> thank you, Severus. Dumbledore said firmly, Firmly, firmly. And Snape went quiet, though his eyes still glinted malevolently through his curtain of greasy black hair. Or was now looking down at Harry, who looked right back at him, trying to discern the expression of the eyes behind the half-moon spectacles. Did you put your name into the goblet of fire, Harry? He asked calmly. Did you put your name into the goblet of fire, Harry? He asked calmly one more time for the people in the back you put your name in the goblet of fire harry he said he asked calmly did you put your name in the goblet of fire (laughs) (laughs) i just i i don't What's so funny is that, like, it's such a mundane line, right? Like, it's just a question. It's a random-ass question. But it's, like, now it's up in history as, like, a famous Dumbledore quote. And Dumbledore got some, he he be spitting bars. Why is this one of the quotes that's, like, so, like, memorable? It's hilarious. It's so funny. It is hilarious, especially because it is in this, I think it's because in this moment, it is very, like, all of Dumbledore's character comes to the forefront and there are moments when you could adjust and like make an artistic choice to change the way the line reading for Dumbledore. But in this, Mm -hmm. in this moment, he has to, there's a lot that he has to do because he is in a room with two other school leaders from foreign 
countries who are representing their nation. Because as we discussed, as you guys discussed last chapter, there's apparently no foreign like ministers, nobody like head head of government showed up. They're like, eh, y'all got it. It's it's mm-hmm. like, we don't really care that much. Um, and so he's in this room. He's got his people. He's got a fourth kid who is underage and he knows Harry. So he knows he's scared. He knows he he's like, su- su- what's the word I want? Um, suspects that he didn't put his name in because Dumbledore knows he did his magic right and that Harry shouldn't have been able to do it. Right. So That's the thing, like, he asked, like, but like, he knew he, he knew it wasn't his mistake. He knew. And then he knows this kid, he knows that Harry doesn't like attention and p- yelling at the kid is going to give more attention. So like, he needs to act this calmly because he knows that Harry also doesn't respond to people like shouting at him very well as, you know, evidenced by Snape and him telling Snape, Snape, I need you to shut up because it's Harry here and I just need you to shut up and go over there in the corner. Um, so like, I feel what? like him saying things calmly and saying it to Harry is him trying to comfort Harry and be like, I am here for you. I understand. I'm here to listen and that's a very important thing that he needs to do because it's the only way he's going to get any answers out of this kid. So it's mm-hmm. like if if he'd want to be able to have them trust him and he might be doing with Jill Mincy right here. <laughs> anyway. That's true. That's true. Um, but like there's a lot going on and none of it can happen with him frantically asking a 14-year-old if he did something illegal. It hemming him up too. Didn't he grab his collar? Are you sure? So, like, there's <laughs> camera movement and like, like double rushing towards like, him. Oh. Just running up these, on him, like, oh, historical inaccurate reenactments, man. These historically lot. inaccurate reenactments. There are ways to like portray um, <sighs> like chaos and um, things that are unexpected and dangerous and like, you know, things that aren't supposed to happen. There's ways to convey like reactions to that. Mm-hmm. um without yelling and like yeah. you know what I mean which is like what this book does and that's what Dumbledore does um and so I think it would have been great to see him kind of embody that while also like emphasizing the like the importance and like the danger of this situation but you know without running up on somebody with your voice all all in his chest and stuff like it's unnecessary no, said Harry. He was very aware of everybody watching him. Snape made a soft noise of impatient disbelief in the shadows. Um, why? Why are you here, sir? <laughs> you know there are other places that you could be right now. Plenty of them. Anywhere, like you could still be outside, like checking on your students. Like you know, you gotta like be in charge of Slytherin House. You know, go out to wanna... the, the Quidditch um, pitch. There are lots and lots of seats there. Just go take one. I think that, like, there's a tournament coming up. You could be in the um, the dungeons, like, making up some potions to, like, help mm-hmm. heal some kids or something. I don't know. Or, like, there are options or, that you have, Snape. You know, or go find a, your seat, your favorite chair in your office. Yeah. And just go sit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Bring some food from dinner. You know? That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Sit, sit in the chair that you were sitting at at the feast. Just go sit there. Yeah. Make sure Draco's not you. like doing some mess out. Mm-hmm. Go sit with him. Just don't come. Just don't come until we call for you. That's essentially. <laughs> don't come for me unless I send for you. No one no. sent for you, Snape. Literally, no one. Did you ask an older student to put it into the Goblet of Fire for you? Said Snape. 
No, said Harry. Ah, but of course he is lying, cried Madame Pom. Or sorry, Madame Maxime. Um, he could not have crossed the age line, said McGonagall. I'm sure we are all agreed on that. Dumbledore must have made a mistake <laughs> with the line, said Madame Maxine. It is possible, of course, said Dumbledore politely. Dumbledore, Dumbledore you, know you know perfectly, perfectly well. well that you did not make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I love McGonagall. She's like, excuse me. No, 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 like, no. Girl, we know you that you have your magic on point. Ain't, ain't no time to be polite. You know you didn't do it. <laughs> Really, what nonsense. Harry could not have crossed the line himself, and as Professor Dumbledore believes that he did not persuade an older student to do it for him, I'm sure that the, that should be good enough for everybody else. Um, which is lit, right? Like, McGonagall and Dumbledore are like, Dumbledore are like, Harry said he didn't do it, he didn't do it. Um, and I think part of that comes from, for one, Dumbledore is, uh, on top of being a Gryffindor stand, is a Harry stand. But I also <laughs> think that it's from, like, knowing him, you know what I mean? And having been around yeah. him so much that he that they know what it looks like when Harry lies versus these other people who don't know him and Snape who really will take any moment, (laughs) which is why he's here in the first place is just to be mad at Harry. Literally. That's the only reason he's there. Um, And even that's not a reason. Anyway, it's just like he, shoot, I might have to change my bench. Um, It's like, not, yeah, I don't know. It's like, for with him, I mean, you know, they're, he, they're expecting the other people to believe Harry just because they say they believe him, which, you know, we know Harry's telling yeah. the truth, but they There's don't no know him. For you know anybody I mean? else they, they just see, yeah, they them. see this yeah. kid whose name came out of the goblet and it's not supposed to have come out of the goblet. And they're like, well, shit, he did something. And Dolder and McGonagall are like, no, he said he didn't, then he didn't. Um, so it's just interesting to kind of see the, the relationship between them. But it's also his head of house and his headmaster in a tournament that's exactly. gonna get them recognition and money. So they have no reason to believe it's like, oh, you want two champions. Okay, so then how mm-hmm. come I can't have two champions? And so there's exactly it, they are fair in not believing McGonagall and Dumbledore. So McGonagall does need to like chillax for a quick second because it does look sketch. It does but look I, sus. it does look sketch, but I also <laughs> think she's right um she also shoots a very angry look at professor snape because like everyone else <laughs> he's not helping he's wondering why the fuck he's there <laughs> why are you here like everyone else he's wondering yes. what snape she's wondering what snape has to do with any of this you don't have a yeah. champion here nope ain't nobody in there for you oh wait it's because he's master of the school guys oh yeah <laughs> right <laughs> I forgot. That's why he's here because he That's has, what he has a, a specific special position. It's, it's uh, his duty as master of the school to be present. Subscribe was your tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meeting. Doling yeah. out punishments. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that makes sense now. I see. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. It's not like Dumbledore knows about this position or anything. Right. But, but you know, he thinks he knows. he's entitled to be there. Yeah. He knows. Exactly. That's the important part. That's what it is. Yeah. Mr. Crouch, Mr. Bagman said, Karkaroff, you are our objective judges. Surely you will agree that this is most irregular. Bagman wiped his round boyish face with his handkerchief and looked at Mr. Crouch, who was standing outside the circle of the firelight, his face half hidden in shadow, because apparently he likes drama just as much as his son. (laughs) Um, He looked slightly eerie and half darkness, making him look much older, giving him an almost skull-like appearance. When he spoke, however, it was his usual curt voice. We must follow the rules. Um, Oh. hmm. 
So we know that at some point he starts getting imperious by. I think he is at this point. I that's think. what. Yeah, that's why I wanted to like pause and yeah. point it out because and I'm, too, I'm I also it. confused as to how that works when, um, Moody's been, you know, Crouch Junior has been, you know, teaching and like. Because I think campus. Voldemort did it, or or Peter. Oh, one of them. Yeah, I don't They've think been imperiousing him this whole time. Yeah, because I think Barty. Yeah, I guess because they would need to know, like, they would need yeah. to know what's happening, and it's the easiest way to get information is to have him send it to his father. But his father is like hanging out with Foldy. Okay, because I think what happened is that he got imperious on the same day that Moody got. No, sorry, the same day that Barty got freed. So I think that like Barty set up the like timeline wise, he set up the dark mark. And then um, later, Peter and Voldemort found him, lifted the Imperius curse, and then and then cursed uh, Barty Crouch Senior. And then Barty went to, and then Junior went to go uh, switch places with Madai. So yeah, we're speculating that Peter most likely was at the cup. No, because I think it happened after. So it must have been like after they left the cup. Well, so like on the floor, I don't think like it happened the while they were at the tournament. I think it happened after, like after they left when they went back home. So not, I think. So not after. Oh, so after um, the dark mark and all that stuff. So he like mm-hmm. broke the Imperius curse that day and like did whatever he wanted, and then right. was like, hey, 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 ooh, I found a wand, Mord's Mordor, and then <laughs> went home was there to start getting things in order yeah hmm. i think so interesting because i had never really um upon rereads you're always kind of like looking at crouch jr but like looking at crouch senior here it's like ooh, that's why his face is in right. shadow because he's kind of like it's another layer, <laughs> which I was really thinking about in this, especially when fake Mad-Eye um, shows up again, like, or shows up, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's levels. Ooh, let's, yeah, let's. Okay, we must follow the rules, and the rules state clearly that those people whose names come out of the Goblet of Fire are bound to compete in the tournament. Where Bar- well, Barty knows the rule book back to front, said Bagman, beaming and turning back to Karkaroff and Madame Maxine as though the matter was now closed. Like he really, he's just like, this is fun. This is great. Let's do it. Yeah. Like like, he don't care. Whatever. He knows. Yeah. He knows the answer. You are in charge uh, here as well, sir. He's terrible. (laughs) Um, I insist upon resubmitting the names of the, of, hmm, I insist on resubmitting the names of the rest of my students said Karkaroff. We will set up the Goblet of Fire once more, and we will continue adding names until each school has two champions. It's only fair, Dumbledore. Um, But Karkaroff, it doesn't work like that, said Bagman. The Goblet of Fire has just gone out. It won't reignite until the start of the next tournament. Which is also like, yeah, it's just not how that works. Even even just basic math, like, fuck the, the Goblet, but like, I just... Look, if, thing, if we could all just start resubmitting and elect, you know, some names, maybe a ballot over again, you know, I'd be down for that. I think that, I mean, if it worked like that, it would be an amazing thing because I think some things would be made clear if people could 
revote for, you know, a major decision like this where there needs to be a recount because some numbers just didn't add up. And like the popular vote said that Cedric is the champion, but the electoral college said that Harry also could be the champion. You know, we could just do a recount. I mean, that would be cool. (laughs) It would have been nice, you know, just... It would have been nice. Mm-hmm. Wait, sorry, I think I... Oh, it won't reignite until the start of the next tournament in which Darmstrang will most certainly not be competing, exploded Karkaroff. Um, after all our meetings and negotiations and compromises, I little expected something of this nature to to occur. I have half a mind to leave now. Empty threat Karkaroff growled a voice from near the door. You can't leave your champion now. He's got to compete. They've all got to compete. Binding magical contract like Dumbledore said. Convenient, eh? But also, um, Moody, what are you doing here? Bruh. Just like Snape, so that's, like, that's you don't it starts belong. getting weird. It starts getting hella weird, right? Because then, well, we'll okay. Um, convenient, Karkaroff, said Karkaroff. I'm afraid I don't know. Sorry, I'm afraid I don't understand you, Moody. Don't you, said Moody quietly. It's very simple, Karkaroff. Someone put Potter's name in that goblet knowing he'd have to compete if it came out. Evidently, someone who wished to give Hogwarts two bites of the apple, said Madame Maxine. I quite agree, Madame Maxine, said Karkaroff, bowing to her. I shall be lodging complaints with the Ministry of Magic and the International Confederation of Wizards, which is hilarious because Dumbledore is a supreme mug- mugwump of the International Confederation oh, of Wizards. Oh, yeah. So I feel like you denied. It's like, I don't know. It's like there's an episode of The Office where... Jim is like the is like the official number two of the office, and mm-hmm. Dwight wants to lodge a complaint to the number two about Jim, and so <laughs> Jim is having like like acting like he's having private meetings in his head, like with himself to make decisions. <laughs> and I feel like that's what Dumbledore does all the time at Hogwarts oh, and at Supreme Mugwump. Totally do that. I think that that's hilarious. Where he's just oh, like yes. mm, motion denied. And, you know, I talked, I talked with what do you think about this? Mugwump as headmaster of Hogwarts, and we decided together <laughs> that um, we're just going to let it ride. You know, why not? Albus, what do you think about this? I don't know, Brian. What about you, Percival? Well, <laughs> I think that it's fine. Wolfric, what about you? Flan. I think that's how he does it. <laughs> he just goes through his middle names. Exactly. Can I also say that I really love that Dumbledore, one of his middle names is Brian. Like, <laughs> like his parents gave him all these like long ass, wizarding ass names, and then we're like, let's just throw a little Brian in there, you know? Yep. Just add a little it flavor. Sound very British. It was like, like Salt Bay. That was how Brian was sprinkled onto his. Because <laughs> Percival is very British, and Brian's just like. And Wolfric is guy. just like what? Right, Brian is just like something. Hmm. Yeah. Why is the, the guy down the hall in the office like, hey, what's exactly. up, Brian? I actually do what's have going a on? named Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to actual co-workers named Brian. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, if anyone's got a reason to complain, it's Potter, ground moody. But funny thing is, I don't hear him saying a word. Why well, should he complain? He, complain? <laughs> um, he has First the chance out, to compete. Yeah, because mm-hmm. she's over it she stamped her foot you know who should have played four weeks and weeks you know who should have played four 
is um i can't think of her name right now but she plays petra um, in jane she yeah, is who i would imagine floor. florida she's, look like she's more v right? than the actress they got yeah then, what's her name exactly i don't even know her name i never knew uh, yeah sorry neither <laughs> i mean um, but she's got the hair and yeah she's got like an international like because she's check on the show on jane the virgin but mm-hmm. in real life she's like israeli i think okay um so like she's got a you know kind of really big range in terms of where she could be from which is how mm-hmm. uh last week we were t- you guys were talking about um the way in which the pictures for Flora in the books have her very like olive skin toned so um, it kind of implies that she's south france but also like very mediterranean vibe so mm-hmm. like having an actress who's israeli would have been an interesting and cool choice. Not that I know what the actress who played her is, but um, Yo Groblast maybe is how you say her name. Um, yeah, she would have been a great choice because she has great hair. You know, she <laughs> really does. Oh my god, <laughs> Petra be tripping, but her hair is always on point. Okay, um, okay. Why should he complain? Burst out for he has the chance to compete, hasn't he? We've all been hoping to be chosen for weeks and weeks. The honor for our schools, a thousand galleons in prize money. This is a chance many would die for. Maybe someone's hoping Potter is going to die for it, uh, said Moody. Dun, dun, which is dun. like, this is villain explaining on a whole other level. Like, <laughs> I just want to applaud him for his commitment to this. This is like, this is genius. Oscar level. Right. Like, let me, it's like the perfect, like, way to go about it because it's like, ooh, if I tell you what it is, you're going to think, nah, <laughs> that can't be the answer. Right. And then you're looking elsewhere. Genius. Like, like he, he could have been a like, detective with those kinds of, like, reverse really, logic he, skills. He's really like, I'm going to tell you my whole plan by saying that this could have happened. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's like dude you I know i feel like i've happened. seen this elsewhere i feel like i've seen you're this not- elsewhere but it's just like maybe it's- every single um <laughs> procedural maybe yeah because i'm like you are literally saying what you okay you got it <laughs> just wow <laughs> bravo i just i really like he's evil and everything but damn mm-hmm. yeah it's pretty it's- genius Pretty genius. An extremely tense silence followed those oh, wait. words. I would, I would check oh. the chat, but I'm afraid it's going to make my... Oh, they're talking... Robin said that Blue Ivy could be Floor. Mm-hmm. And then Portia brought up um, Dumbledore going undercover as a muggle for a few years and using Brian as his codename. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like, yeah. I co-signed that. Yeah. Maybe after, after the... Around Britain messing with people for fun, which you know, I'm sure he just does in general. He's just like, yeah, I'm the wacky old British dude, right? He's probably like stands outside the underground and like does magic tricks. <laughs> he would love that because he loves to get to interact with muggles. He would mm-hmm. love that. That's how he learned about the lemon. He gets he only gets paid in uh, in the lemon candies. That's all he wants. It's like, but you have a candy though. They're trying to give him coins. I'm like, no, no, no. no, no. Where's the nearest candy shop then? Thank you. (laughs) Um, Um, Okay. Intense silence followed Mm -hmm. these words. Little Bagman, who was looking very anxious indeed, bounced nervously up and down on his feet. Calm down, Moody old man. What a thing to say. 
We all know Professor Moody considers the morning wasted if he hasn't discovered six plots to murder him before lunchtime, which is, I just really love that line. <laughs> I just do. It's just like, well, you got to do, what is it from like Alice in Wonderland or something where it's like you have to think of six impossible things before morning. Uh, it's like six plots to murder him before lunchtime, said Karkaroff loudly. Apparently, he's now teaching his students to fear assassination, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. But she would know because he's also teaching, also be teaching the Durmstrang students. Right. But then also, right, like, he's, like, teaching his students to fear assassination, but it is Harry Potter, and he's already had at least one assassination attempt on him. Like, any other kid, sure. That, that's, you know, a little out there. But Harry Potter, though? It, yeah. Yeah. It's not all that far out. He's really not. Could have been like Ron or some shit and be like, yeah, you're right. That's kind of weird. But Harry <laughs> literally was born to be murdered. Yeah. Just was like literally. and everything. Yeah. Apparently um, he's been teaching his students to fear assassination too. An odd quality and a defense against the dark arts teacher. Is it though? I think that's right. pretty uh, par for the course. Like be careful is their main constant right. vigilance. Dark arts, uh, man. <laughs> Defense against mm-hmm. Dumbledore, but no doubt you had your reasonings. Imagining things, am I? Growled Moody, Moody. Seeing things, eh? It was a skilled witch or wizard who put the boy's name in that goblet. Now he's just juicing himself. <laughs> right. Just gas like, y'all, I'm hella powerful. You don't even know. Must have been a real smart cookie to get that Shit. name in there. He hella, he's uh, hella the- powerful. I don't know what we gonna do. <laughs> Ah, uh, what evidence is there of that? Said Madame Maxine, throwing up her huge hands. Because they hoodwinked a very powerful magical object, said Moody. It would have needed an exceptionally strong confundish charm. I don't know where he would have learned that. This girl is like really outlining and detailing what he did. Like, <laughs> dude. <laughs> to bamboozle the goblet into forgetting that only three schools could compete in the tournament. I'm guessing they submitted Potter's name under a fourth school to make sure he was the only one in his category. Oh, you guessing, huh? Right. You guessing? Bitch, you, you sure? guessed it. <laughs> you seem to have given this right. a great deal of thought, Moody, Karkaroff said coldly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ingenious theory it is. Though, of course, I heard you recently got into your head that one of your birthday presents contained a cunningly disguised basilisk egg and smashed it to pieces before realizing it was a carriage clock. So you'll understand if we don't take you entirely seriously. He probably heard that from one of the portraits in Durnstrang. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> he just be there commercial are those, with him. <laughs> there are those who will turn innocent occasions to their advantage. Like me, Moody retorted in a menacing right. voice. It's my job to think the way dark wizards do, because I am one. I mean, exactly. <laughs> I, I hunt them because I'm a, I'm a, or not a dark wizard. No, what? <clears throat> what? <clears throat> Karkaroff, as you ought to remember, Alistair said Tumbledore warningly. Harry wanted for a moment whom, to whom he was speaking to, but then realized Mad High could hardly be Moody's real first name. <laughs> Harry's, Harry is not a Ravenclaw. No. Oh, really quickly. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. yes, Robin, um, and Amadi brought up good points, um, again, about, like, the d- dismissing of PTSD, um, and mm-hmm. then Amani saying that Moody, or, sorry, 
Barty Crouch is using that dismissal like in his favor, right? Because he knows he's like, I'm gonna just tell you my mm-hmm. whole plan and exactly what I did, but none of y'all are gonna believe and me. And they all think I'm crazy. So cool. Yeah. Cassandra Cassandra problems. The mm-hmm. same problem that Trelawney has uh, on her TV show. <laughs> that, exactly. Telling the truth, but no one believes the crazy person. So everyone's like, "Well, they're the, they're they're nuts." So we've been seeing this for weeks and weeks. So obviously, they must be lying. Okay, but maybe you should, you know, take a look and try to help them. And then maybe, maybe you, maybe you wouldn't have this whole problem, guys. Mental health just, services are just important. A just a thought. Just a thought. But Alistair, uh, Moody fell silent. Though still surveying Karkaroff's satisfaction, Karkaroff's face was burning. Robin, what am I correct? Oh, this situation. We didn't. Why? No, I'm not, because I don't even know why you're telling me to say it. I refuse. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I don't even know what that is, because I don't want my thing to turn off. How this situation arose, we do not know, said Dumbledore, speaking to everyone gathered in the room. It seems to me, however, that we have no choice but to accept it. Both Cedric and Harry have been chosen to compete in this tournament. They will do. Ah, but Dumbledore, my dear Madame Maxine, if you have an alternative, I would be delighted to hear it. Dumbledore waited, but Madame Maxine did not speak. She merely glared. She was the only one. She wasn't the only one either. Snape looked furious because he needs to go somewhere. Karkaroff was like, dude, why are you so pressed? Bagman, however, looked rather excited. Well, shall we crack on then? He said, rubbing his hands together and smiling <laughs> around the room. Gotta give our champions their instructions, haven't we? Barty, you want to do the honors? Bead. <laughs> this person over cocaine. here, like, let's pop a bottle. <laughs> like, I who think has he's already on cocaine. No. What's wizard version of cocaine? Right. Like, we just need to find out what I that is because I think he's on it. Because that's what he has. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, <laughs> let's do it let's go party you got instructions right it's like dude chill um yes said mr crouch instructions yes the first task he moved forward into the firelight close up harry thought he looked ill there were dark shadows beneath his eyes and a thin papery looked about, about his wrinkled skin that had not been there at the quidditch world cup which is like yep he's definitely imperious um <laughs> robin said the wizard version of cocaine is cocaine yeah i mean you know <laughs> it makes sense probably yeah yeah, I feel like it does enough. <laughs> like, you know, um, the first task in designing, sorry, the first task is designed to test your daring, he told Harry, Cedric, Victor, and, and Floor. Wow, I went out of order, my bad. Um, also, Harry still has yet to say a word. No, other than no. All he said is no. Right. <laughs> the only thing he said else. was like, no, I didn't put my name in it. I didn't and do everybody's it. Like, it wasn't yep. me. All right, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, that's the only thing he said. Oh, no, Harry's shaggy now. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yes. Um, I need that song. Can somebody please make that song? Where Harry is shaggy <laughs> and he's singing It Wasn't Me about the Goblet of Fire. I would really like that. It'd be pretty awesome. Okay, um, the first task is to test your daring, so we're not going to be telling you what it is. Then what is there to explain, bruh? Like, let's ex- let's give you the right. instructions, but we're not going to tell you what you need instructing for. What? Um, no instructions. Courage in the face of the unknown is an important quality in a wizard. Very important. The first task will take place on November the 24th in front of the other students and, panel, and, a, and the panel of judges. The champions are not permitted to ask for or help 
or accept the help of any kind from their teachers to complete the ta- to complete the tasks in the tournament. The champion will face the first challenge armed only with their wands. They will receive information about the second task when the first is over. Owing to the demanding and time-consuming nature of the tournament, the champions are exempted from the end-of-the-year tests, which is lit. That's cool. But, 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 but Cedric is a seventh year, and seventh years have to take their newts. You right? Oh, that's not cool. So that... So, so you just can, don't get you, know, you just don't take your nudes? Get jobs or something. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter for him any never mind. Never mind. <laughs> oh. My bad. You, had, you just really went there. I'm you went there. Take we wasn't back. we wasn't we wasn't living in the present. We was living I'll, in nineteen ninety-four right now. We live in nineteen ninety-four right now. <laughs> I stopped myself. I also like how you started to yell Robin. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like your mother. I feel like like which one of you children? You did you did it. You did something. I don't know your name, but you did it. One of y'all. Robin, one of y'all. One of y'all did it. I don't know which one because I'm a mom and I have too many of y'all. Um Robin I think it's because I thought I think it's because I thought so. feelings bench and then saw Robin yell at me. And then yeah. I said it because I was uh, <laughs> reflexively defending myself. <laughs> but then I realized, wait, no, I have to yell at Bayana. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, yeah. They're all letting me on the bench, too. So <laughs> It's cool. I'll sit there. It's, cool. it's comfy. You knew it. And then you now, tried so. to, like, swerve. You tried to swerve, but you kind I of tried. Willing, you so know, I, 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 I caught myself low-key. Y'all knew what I was saying, though, so I guess it didn't really matter. Um... <laughs> Mr. Crouch turned to look at Dumbledore. I think that's all. That's all. Is it, Albus? I think so, said Dumbledore. Are you sure you wouldn't like to stay at Hogwarts tonight, Barty? No, Dumbledore, I must get back to the ministry. It's a very, it, it is a very busy, very difficult time at the moment. I've left young Weatherby in charge. Very enthusiastic. <laughs> a little over-enthusiastic, if truth be told. <laughs> Poor person. I think, though, man. but I think that that's also a cool little, like, something's not right in his brain because... It is weird, and you guys have discussed this before, it's weird that someone like Barty Crouch, who knows the entire Weasley family, would just get this kid's name wrong constantly. This bro knows every single rule. Like, he knows the rule book of the tournament that they haven't done in 100 years. Mm -hmm. Percy's name. That is... Right. And so... That's why why you know he knows the name. Yeah. He knows he's a Weasley. Two things about this is that one is that it's probably a sign of his imperious that he can't, he's, he's like sticking to the wrong name, but it's like not his fault. It's like a memory kind of lapse thing. Um, mm-hmm. But also in, if he wasn't imperious, I think in Percy's face, he calls him Weatherby because of <laughs> it's the Ron Swanson move of like, Oh, just like say somebody's name wrong because if they think they're getting too close to you, just call them by the wrong name and then you have power over them. So in, in Percy's presence, he calls him Weatherby as a power move, like uh, you getting too close, young man. <laughs> Go You're also over enthusiastic, fam. But in, when he's not with um, Percy, he doesn't need to do that, but he can't help himself because he's imperious. Aha! Uh-huh. I like I like that I like that theory. Um, I have some good head cannons, guys. 
Uh, you'll come and have a drink before you go, at least, said Dumbledore. Come on, Barty, I'm staying, said Bagman. It's all oh, happening Lord. at Hogwarts now, you know. Much more exciting here than at the office. Bro, don't he you is have on work? some cocaine. I have a job to do, fam. I don't... I swear he's on wizard drugs. He has to be on wizard um, drugs. <laughs> wizard drugs. Um, I think not, Ludo, said Crouch. Professor Karkaroff... Oh, like, calm down, fam. Um, Madame Maxine had already put her arm around Flora's shoulders and were was leading her swiftly out of the room. Harry could hear them both talking very fast in French as they went off into the Great Hall. Karkaroff beckoned to Crumb, and they too exited, though in silence. Harry, Cedric, I suggest you go up to bed, said Dumbledore. I'm sure Gryffindor and Hufflepuff are waiting to celebrate with you, and it would be a shame to deprive them of this excellent excuse to make a great deal of mess and noise. <laughs> Harry, <laughs> Dumbledore's Cedric. an enabler. No, yeah, he totally is. He's like, I know y'all having a party. I'm gonna come up there for a little bit, make an appearance. <laughs> and then dip. Harry glanced at Cedric, who nodded, and they left together. Um, so said Hedrick with a slight smile. We're playing against each other again. I suppose, said Harry. He really couldn't think of anything to say. The inside of his head seemed to be in complete disarray, as though his brain had been ransacked. So tell me, said Cedric. How did you get your name in? I didn't, said Harry. I didn't put it in. I was telling the truth. Ah, okay, said it, Cedric. <laughs> um, Harry could tell Cedric didn't believe him. Well, see you then. Instead of going up the marble staircase, Cedric headed for a door to its right. Harry stood listening to him, hey. um, going down the stone, the stone steps beyond it. Then slowly, he started to climb the marble. Started to climb the marble ones. Was anyone except Ron and Hermione going to believe him? Mm. <laughs> Not even. We'll see. You thought spoilers, <laughs> um, or would they all you think he himself in the tournament? Um, yet, yeah, all is the right word. When he was facing competitors who had three years more magical ed- education than he had, when he was now facing tasks that not only sounded very dangerous, but which were to be performed in front of hundreds of people. Yes, he thought about it. He fantasized about it. But it had been a joke, really, an idle sort of dream. He had never really seriously considered entering. But someone else had, consider it, could, had considered it. Someone else had wanted him in the tournament and had made sure he was entered. Why? To give him a treat? He didn't think so somehow. To see him make a fool of himself, well, they were likely to get their <laughs> way. But to get him killed? Was Moody just being yep. his usual paranoid self? Couldn't someone else? Nope. Couldn't someone have put Harry's name in the Goblet of Fire as a trick, a practical joke? I, I nope. <laughs> Connie's like, everybody got choice. Um, <laughs> did anyone really want him dead? Yep. Um, <laughs> Harry was able to answer that at once yes someone wanted him dead someone had wanted him dead ever since he had been a year old lord voldemort but how could voldemort have ensured that harry's name got into the goblet of fire voldemort Moody told you to be exact literally laid it out for you fam that's exactly what happened supposed to be far away in some distant country and hiding alone feeble and powerless yet in that dream he had had just before he had awoken with his scar hurting, Voldemort had not been alone. He had been talking to Wormtail, plotting Harry's murder. Harry got a sh- shock to find himself facing the fat lady already. He had barely noticed where his feet w- were carrying him. It's so. It was also a surprise to see she was not alone in her frame. The wizened witch who <laughs> had floated into her neighborhood's painting when he had joined the champion downstairs was now sitting smugly behind the fat lady. <laughs> This girl, girl went I got all the way. Through, she went all around the castle. They was only in there for like what half an hour, <laughs> maybe forty five <laughs> minutes, maybe. Like, bruh. and she told the entire she castle. Got the whole tea. Everybody knows. Everybody. Well, well, well. Said the fat lady. Violet just told me everything. 
Who's just been chosen as a school champion then? Balderdash, said Harry Dudley. Uh, it most certainly isn't, <laughs> said the pale witch. <laughs> no, no, Vi, it's the password, said uh, the fat lady soothingly. And she slung forward on her And hinges. they drunk. You Harry know they drunk. Oh, yeah. You know she's been drinking and everybody's the, picture the frame. Mm-hmm. Yep. The blast of noise that met Harry's ears when the portrait opened almost knocked him backward. Next thing he knew, he was being wrenched inside the common room by, by about a dozen pair of hands and was facing the whole of Gryffindor House, all of whom were screaming, applauding, and whistling. Gryffindor is really like, it's so funny because even they, like, they think, they're the only ones who think that he did it and are like, this is fucking lit. Shout out to you. You're, we got to win. <laughs> like, no other questions versus everybody else who's just like, damn it, Harry Potter always. And they're like, right. hell yeah. We both to win. Turn up. Um, turn up. Exactly. You should have told us you entered, bellowed Fred. He looked half annoyed, half deeply impressed. <laughs> how did you do it without getting a beard? Brilliant, for George. I didn't. I didn't know how. But Angelina had swooped down upon him. Oh, if it couldn't be me, at least it's a Gryffindor. You'll be able to pay back Diggory for the last Quidditch match, Harry, shrieks Katie Bell, another of the Gryffindor chasers. We've got food, Harry. Come on, let's have some. I'm not hungry. I, I had enough at the feast. But nobody wanted to hear that he wasn't hungry. Nobody wanted to hear that he hadn't put his name in the goblet. Not one single person seemed to have noticed that he wasn't at all in the mood to celebrate. Lee Jordan had unearthed the Gryffindor banner from somewhere, and he was insisting on draping it around Harry like a cloak. Harry couldn't <laughs> get away. Whatever he tried to do... Uh, whenever he tried to sidle up to the staircase to the dormitories, the crowd around him closed ranks, forcing another butterbeer on him, stuffing crisps and peanuts in his hands. This is every introvert at a party, y'all. This is yeah. every introvert at a party. Yo, I just wanted that would have made me. That, I would have been so anxious. I would have been like, nah, y'all got it. Quarter. I just really I can't. can't find a quiet corner and I don't, I'm not hungry. No, I just want to go to thirsty. bed, man. I like literally, sleep. I just want to sleep. Uh, Amani said that they're treating Harry like James Brown. <laughs> he put the cape on and he took it off. <laughs> he took it off. <laughs> he took it off. That, you know, right. That is what everybody it is. Wanted to, everybody wanted to know how he had done it how he had tricked Dumbledore's age line and managed to get his name in the goblet. I didn't, he said over and over again. I don't know how it happened. But all, but for all the notice anyone took, he might as well have not answered at all. I'm tired, he finally bellowed nearly half an hour later. <laughs> no, seriously, George, I'm going to bed. He wanted more than anything to find Ron and Hermione who, to find a bed of sanity, but neither of them seemed to be in the common room. Insisting that he needed to sleep and almost flattening the little creepy brothers as they attempted to waylay him at the foot of the stairs, Harry managed to shake everyone off and climb up the dormitory as fast as he could. He found Ron lying on his bed in the otherwise empty dormitory, still fully dressed. He looked up when Harry slammed the door behind him. Where have you been? Harry said. Oh, hello, said Ron. He was grinning, but it was an odd sort of strange, odd, strange sort of grin. Harry suddenly became aware that he was still wearing the Scarlet Gryffindor banner that Lee had tied around him. He hastened to take it off, but it was not very tightly. <laughs> it's just the most awkward. He's like trying to get it off. And it's just like, mm -hmm. yeah, I don't. And you could tell like he's you guys talk about this all the time. He has a high emotional um, uh, IQ. And so he's like, I just I, he can tell that Ron is upset. He knows something's off, but he's like. I can't, I just, um, well, let me just get this knot un undone as quickly as possible. And the knot, I think, is magically tied to him. Yeah. Ron lay on the bed without moving, watching Harry struggle to remove it. So, 
Yes, he said when Harry had finally removed the banner and thrown it into a corner. Congratulations. I just I had a flashback to the Hamilton mixtape. <laughs> congratulations. <laughs> You've redefined your legacy. That's hilarious. Congratulations. I thought, congratulations, you played yourself. Yeah, but, you know. Same thing, really. Just go show the moments. The play- <laughs> That's true. It is the same thing. what do you mean congratulations said harry staring at ron there was definitely something wrong with the way ron was smiling it was more like a grimace well no one else got across the age line said ron not even fred and george what's your use the invisibility cloak the invisibility cloak wouldn't have gotten me over that line oh right i thought you might have told me if it was the cloak because it would have covered both of us wouldn't it but you found another way didn't you Listen, I didn't put my name in the goblet. Someone else must have done it. Ron raised his eyebrows. What would they do that for? I don't know. <laughs> he felt it would sound very melodramatic to say, to kill me. Which is Ron's true, but then also like, Ron. You're Harry Potter. He's Harry Potter. People always try to kill him. Every freaking Always, year, every single year. First year we knew Voldemort was trying to kill him. Second year Voldemort was trying to kill him. Third year you spent the whole year thinking there was a notorious mass murderer after him. Like it's not all mm-hmm. out there to say it's really not a stretch. To kill me. There's no reach needed. Somebody's always trying to kill me. Yeah. Like, every <laughs> it's okay, you know. You can tell me the truth. If you don't want everyone else to know, fine. But I don't know why you're bothering to lie. But you didn't get in trouble for it, did you? That friend of the fat lady's that Violet. She done already told us all the trouble Dumbledore. <laughs> she done told the entire everybody man. that Dumbledore allowed you to enter. A thousand gallons prowess money, hey. And you don't have to do the end of the year tests either. Like she Ron legit so told saucy. every single detail. Yeah, oh yeah. So, like, she, she was like, she stayed. And she wasn't even like, there. Like, needs to know so that. That's the thing. She didn't even leave for so that means that she was there for the entire meeting. And then left. left. So in the time it took for Harry to get from the Great Hall to the Gryffindor Tower, she done told the (laughs) entire castle. (laughs) There must be another painting in there that like spilled some more tea because she was just like, ooh, I got to go check back in with the the painting down in the room. Let me be right back. Ooh, you heard another detail? Great. So she went back upstairs. She's been doing She was running back and forth. She was doing her due (laughs) Um, I didn't put my name on the goblet Harry said starting to feel angry yeah okay said Ron in the same exact skeptical tone as Cedric only this morning you said you'd have done it last night and no one would have seen you I'm not stupid you know you're doing a really good impression of it Harry snapped yeah said Ron and there was no trace of a grin forced or otherwise on his face now you want to go to bed Harry I expect you'll be up Need to be up early tomorrow for a photo call or something. He wrenched the hanging shut around his four-poster, leaving Harry standing there by the door, staring at the dark velvet curtains, now hiding one of the few people he had been sure would believe him. Stop fighting, guys! Harry's about to, like, die and shit. Or not die, but (laughs) risk his life. And you over here salty because you want eternal glory. Ridiculous. Priorities, man. Like, not even listening to the fact that he said he didn't do it. You live in a dormitory with him. Did you catch him maybe leave the room at all? Like, you might have heard the door open and close. I know Ron's probably a heavy sleeper, but come on. Like, come on. Really? 
Harry tells you everything at this point. Like, there's very little that he has not told you. He's like, oh, yeah, this man wants to murder me and <laughs> tried to kill my parents and tried to kill me. And that's a big deal to, like, have to tell your friends because they next to you. They don't, they could be like, oh, you got a mass murderer after you? Deuces, gotta go, can't be exactly. your friend. Right. And yet he told you, knowing that it could have, like, made him, made you want to distance yourself. But no. Oh, all of a sudden he's keeping secrets. For what? For why? For why? You know he has money and he would split it with you because he's always sharing his cauldron cakes with you on the train. Like, you know these things, Ronald. Mm-hmm. Ronald. And he, then the fact that he's jealous. in the dorm, the fact that he's in the dorm tells me that he has not let Hermione speak to him with much time for rationality. Like, he got upset, went upstairs, and she was left like, I well, okay, but Ron, 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 Ron. And then I was like, well, exactly. they're having a party and they excited. I don't want to be here. So she probably went upstairs too. So her dorm, mm-hmm. like, I can't. Boys. <laughs> um, okay, who is your MVP? Um, I feel like it has to be Harry just because he needs a hug <laughs> at this moment. <laughs> he needs some support. He didn't really get to talk a lot. He didn't really get to um, express himself. And he didn't really push for it. So that kind of notches him down on the MVP tip a little bit. But he's going through a lot right now, and he needs a hug. So this is my version of a hug, because he's got to go do this dangerous thing. And then the one person he thought was going to believe him, because even Hermione is like the girl. She's over there. like She's like a part of their inner circle and like she's his best friend but like Ron's his best friend Ron is his galantine like <laughs> mm-hmm. like there's no one else that he thought would really believe him because Hermione's gonna like analyze and pick at it and be like well this is what you need to do and then and she's gonna nag at him a little bit but he just needed support he didn't need nagging he just needed support and Ron didn't give it and so he's the MVP because he needs a hug cool I made double for my MVP but that's mostly just because I appreciate how he handled yeah. the situation that he was in. Yeah. Um, I co signed That's that. pretty much why. He Robin said things made, calmly, which is why he's the MVP. If he had said it angrily, he would have been benched. Exactly. He said it calmly, so he is the MVP. That's why. <laughs> um, yeah. Robin made Harry her MVP, as did Portia and Amani as well. That's everybody in the chat, yeah? Except for Deborah, but she said she came late. So who did you binge? It's been a struggle to to decide because I just, I feel like we need a separate category for Barty Crouch Jr. Because he is benched (laughs) for what he did, but he's low-key an MVP for how he did it. He legit walked into that room when he wasn't invited, didn't need to be in there didn't need to be in there and was still like, well, let me go tell them what I did. It's not like mm-hmm. he was in the room and they happened to be like, well, how did this happen? And he's like, well, maybe, I don't know. No, he <laughs> legit walked in like, ooh, I gotta, ooh, it's been about 10 minutes. Let me go. Didn't even knock on the door. Exactly. Just walked in, was just like, this is what happened. This is who did it. Um, but it wasn't me because I'm a different person. And so I legit kind of wanted to bench him because that's just dastardly. But it's dastardly genius. So he's got a separate, he's like on a separate, like, there's the feelings bench, which is a couch. And then there's the bench. And then he needs like a a solitary chair 
over <laughs> on the other side. It's a folding chair, so it's not very comfortable because he doesn't deserve it, but he just needs a chair over there. Um, but I think it's got to be Snape because why are you here? Why are you here? Why? You're not head of house. You're not involved in this process at all. Like, at all. Like, there's nothing mm-hmm. that you contribute. You just don't contribute to society here. No. So I'm going to need you to leave. Yeah. I second that. That's I bench Snape. Because, again, why are you here? Why there's are you no here? Reason. There's absolutely no reason. There are plenty of other places that you could be in that moment. And that's not one of them. And, it was and I feel here. like Mm-mm. you should take advantage of not being in that particular space. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, Portia also made the Portrait Network her MVP, <laughs> which is real. Legit. They, yeah. Man. What are the um, things the kids from um, uh, like Sherlock Holmes stories to like Baker Street Dozen or something like that? Like he's got his little network of spies and they're all kids and orphan kids that like run around and like tell him secrets and stuff. That's the portrait network. Yep. If 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 Hogwarts was um Westeros. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the little spiders. Yeah. That would that would be who they used against each other. Portia benched Dumbledore. Um let me oh yeah for not investigating the goblet thoroughly or and for not delaying the tournament until they knew what was going on. But I also um, want to know bitch. what school, because like I think that something could have been figured right, out. Like, I really want to know what school, what school down. Used. Just like a fourth school. I like, would like to know. From where? Because that might have helped mm-hmm. them figure it out. But again, I guess it's just Harry's name on a piece of paper that Moody stole from his homework or something. Right. I might even Snape for the same reason that we did, because Snape just needs a lot of seats. I think he's, he's I think he's a little greedy is what it is. He's laying is on the he's bench. Just like I have this bench, but I would like more he's benches. He's taking a nap on it. He's taking a nap to on it. To start my bench empire. So you know? he can re- refuel his anger for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so that he can take another nap on another bench. A yep. larger one, perhaps. Um Wait, what happens in the next chapter? I'm pretty sure he gets benched. <laughs> probably. Um also, um, oh no, I know who gets been next week. Dumbledore for ignoring Barty's villains planning the entire plot exactly. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> I can't. Um, oh, Amani says that fake Moody, Moody entered him under Wagadoo, which would be really funny <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of reasons. That'd be great. Um, like, oh, they and could have solved this two weeks ago if they looked at the exactly. school was chosen. It's like Harry ain't going to Wagadoo. He can't even spell exactly. it. <laughs> Harry's like, Waga, what? I ain't never heard of that school. W- and then Hermione comes A- out. Actually. <laughs> oh, and then Robin benched Ron. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Ron's just salty for no reason. Like, why are you, all, why are you so salty? Chill out. Take use a minute. Your, use your like context clues and like your knowledge of your best friend in the entire world. Legit like, best friend in the know, entire world. Get out your feelings a little bit. Get out your chest. Because Harry's done tons of like heroic and daring things. And he's just like, you know who I'ma tell? <laughs> I'ma tell Ron. Like he went to the he went to the, the room where the, the mirror was first year. Mm-hmm. Two seconds into getting a cloak. First thing he did, guess what? I saw, well, he didn't tell him he saw his parents, but I don't think, but he was like, guess what? If you wear the cloak, you can sneak around the school. And Ron's like, what? Let me in on that. And then Harry let him in. 
So it's not like he had to fear that Harry wasn't going to, like, Harry's not telling him because he doesn't want to share the gold or anything. Exactly. Harry always shares. And Pretty much everything was Ron. Like, Ron's also benched. <laughs> yeah. I will add that. Because um, I'm a Hufflepuff, and, and that, like, friendship loyalty stuff is what we're all about. And Ron is lapsing right now. See, maybe that's the thing. Like, what is Ron's secondary house? Because he's not a Ravenclaw. Also, Robin says, and Harry don't need those fuck-ass galleons in all caps, um, which is true. Accurate. Accurate. He don't need the galleons. He don't need eternal glory. He don't need life in date. The tasks, like, as a child. Those things already. Been there, done that. Let's move on to the next. Old news, fake news. Fake news. (laughs) But also, next week is so much fake news. Oh, my goodness. It's going to be great. Oh, yeah. So much fake news. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Um, Next week, we will be discussing Chapter 18 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, The Weighing of the Wands. All this alliteration is tight. Um, Make sure to read and follow along and to let us know who you think is the real MVP and who is benched for the chapter. Um, if you want to join the conversation on Twitter, you can add us at WeBlackAndNerds and use the hashtag wizard team to follow along. Don't forget to check out Black Wizard History Month. And yeah, thanks, Connie, for filling in. Hi! Yes, everyone send uh, Patronus Fuel to, to Robin so that she can defeat the Nargles as they attack. Yes. Luna's there, though, so it's all good. <laughs>